BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Caroline Stanbury, star of The Real Housewives of Dubai. I'm remarried and living my best life ever. See, there's so much life after divorce. I'm starting my new chapter unapologetically. I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me on the journey. Listen to all new episodes every Wednesday. So buckle up. So welcome back to another episode of Divorce Not Dead. And today I have a very special guest who's actually a friend of mine, Omar Jackson, who has the brand OJ Lifestyles, partners in Berkeley Assets and an entrepreneur. So welcome, OJ. You are one of my first male guests that isn't my husband. And it's actually really good because I want to introduce more men and I want more male perspective on this show. Because as I've always said, Divorce Not Dead is not just about being divorced or it's a relationship-based podcast. And it's, you know, it should be the perspective of men and women. And you live in the Middle East. You're very successful. And I wanted to talk about really what it's like dating in today's world. Welcome, Omar. It's good to be here. So good to be on the podcast. And like you said, being one of the few few males that have had the opportunity I've seen Sergio popping on it a few times. So it's a, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to talking about this topic. Yeah. So I think it's really hard today, no matter what. Living in Dubai, Dubai has become such a bubble. Everybody wants to come to Dubai. I kind of feel like women come here feeling like they're going to have a rich sheikh or Arab and everything's going to change. They have their Cinderella moment. And people have a very unrealistic view of actually what Dubai is like because, you know, they feel like we live in this sort of Vegas, sort of Disneyland world. What is your view on Dubai? Because you and I have been here quite a long time. Well, you've been here a very long time. Yeah, I've been here roughly 10, 11 years now. And so I've, I've experienced Dubai in its first bubble in the 2010s and now the current bubble we're in now post-pandemic. So it's, it's quite eye-opening when you compare it to where I'm from, which is London, like yourself. But the the style out here, I think everybody comes here looking for initially sun, sea and sand. But as social media has, has grown and developed and Dubai has become such a focus of social media globally, I think everyone's eyes and we forget because we live here. But outside of this bubble, everyone is looking into this bubble to see what's going on and wants to be part of it, wants a part of it. And I think it's just a natural draw to the city. And that includes whether it be for, for success stories and business or, or for trying to find a relationship. I mean, I feel like, you know, we have these two sides because I'm somebody who, even though I 
got divorced here and moved on here. I raise a family here and have a family lifestyle. But you still have the other side of Dubai, which is, you know, crazy sort of party lifestyle that exists. I mean, exists in anywhere, really. But, you know, here specifically, I think we've just got this rap of it being a very rich town. And do you find compared to England, I mean, you know, do you find the women are different? Do you find they have a different agenda here? I think there's, I can look at it from two perspectives. So previously, going back 2018, 2017, those years, when I was when I was younger, I was I was one of those that were here. I used to party a lot. So I used to really enjoy my time and for everything Dubai had to offer. And I would find that the moment, you know, I could meet, I could meet a lady, a girl, a woman, similar age to me. And the moment they come to Dubai, there's almost something that it's like a, a switch has, has flicked. And I think that's purely because of the surroundings that they find themselves on. They can go out and not spend a penny, not not through a fault of their own, but because there's many wealthy guys who've got tables and promoters who will bring them on to give them a good night out. Whereas in the UK, yes, you can do that at some clubs, but girls girls and women will will pay their own way. And I think, like with everything in life, it's habits. So once they get into a habit of doing that once, twice, three times, four times, suddenly now that becomes an expectation that they have from males. So then when you when you meet them in nightlife, bars, nightclubs, or wherever it might be, they are expecting of you as the man to pay for them, to cover them. And then those expectations over six months in Dubai, 12 months in Dubai, and so on, those expectations grow beyond nightlife. It goes to the, the malls and the shops. And because of social pressures here, they might want or expect a certain, a certain lifestyle to be afforded to them and that they're not necessarily going out and earning themselves because the, the, that their kind of culture or mentality has changed to what it was back in Europe or the, or the States. And that's quite an interesting point because I think, you know, Europe has changed where I think the, uh, I talk about this a lot, the, the one income household, it's sort of, it's over now. I think everybody's sort of chipping in and seeing that it's an unrealistic way to live and that the sort of bubble of these giant bonuses is gone and that everyone needs to sort of pull their weight today when you become part of a relationship in a way, be it whether you're running the home and doing everything for the man in that respect so he can go out, or be it whether you're partners and you both go out to work and you share the load. I really believe in that, in in, um, sort of equality at home and in the work that it should just fall on both of you. So, you know, and I think that that's something with your asset company that we were talking about earlier actually was teaching women in today's society how to prepare and to look after themselves, which is kind of why this podcast came up as well. Because, you know, not only is it hard to date over here, but I think people lose sight of, or, or, you know, it looks like quick, easy money. And I think, you know, people need to learn how to invest for themselves, how to take care of themselves, which is what you guys have been doing for quite a long time with men. I think you have a, you had a fund for men predominantly, but now you actually focus more and looking at teaching women the same strategy. I, th- I think naturally when you're in the world of investments, which I've been for the last 15 years, you're, you generally target the male population, especially the, the older money or the, the more set in place institutions. They tend to be run by males because they've been around for 20, 30 years potentially. 
and uh, over generations. But and by the way, sorry, there are a lot of women that suddenly inherit or get a big divorce settlement, and that need to know how to make their money work for them, and that maybe don't, you know. And that's it's an important part. I feel a lot of a lot of a lot of other firms or individuals have 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 missed the boat on on that front, and especially in this day and age where. It could be someone who's got a big divorce settlement. It could be could be a woman who's inherited big money. But also, as 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 you've just mentioned, more and more women are moving up the career ladder. Are CEOs, managing directors, owners of of well well known brands, whether it be nationally or internationally. But they haven't necessarily been approached or or had the knowledge of what to do with the money once they got it, because the focus was never on them. And the marketing was never delivered to them because it was that wasn't the focus of the marketing. So we've we've very much over the last few years tried to put a focus on that. Made sure we built a team that was very well balanced between males and females, so that as a firm we could learn to understand how we need to market and pitch towards that towards women, so that we can we can win their business ultimately. And that's something which we're looking to do more and more. So you, as a successful man yourself. Do you like, do you tend to gravitate to not, I mean, I don't mean this in a weird way, but like, what do you say? Wealthier women, like financially independent women. Does it bother you to take care of someone completely? Like a, a menta- mentality wise, more than financially, to be honest. I think gents like me can fall into difficult situations, if I'm honest, because we have a, something instilled in our, on our, in our brains that we want everything. Yeah. And not everything is possible. But not when I say want everything, I'm not being greedy and wanting perfection. What I'm saying is you want you want the opposite size of both coins, uh, you know, opposite sides of a coin all at once. You want someone who, you know, you can take care of and offer offer the world to through all your hard work and share all of those beautiful and wonderful experiences with. But at the same time, you want someone who understands you because we're maybe different to 99% of the population with the working hours that we have. Our, our flexibility might be more in, in certain ways, but less because we our whole passion and, and devotion is on our careers. And so it's quite difficult to give maybe sometimes as much time as, as someone might want or for, for, to, for people to understand the stress levels that we might have to experience or go through. But in order for, for a woman to understand what maybe I have to experience, she would have to experience it sometimes. It would help if she was able to experience it. So where then there's a successful woman in her own right is doing what she's doing, that is a massive help. But then, you know, I mean, actually, I, I forgot to mention, but Omar also races for a Ferrari. So if he ever does any, have any time off, which isn't very often, he's then on a track. So she'd have to be very quick to catch him. But yeah, I mean, how would you... Because I, I don't I don't know how you even meet people. How would you meet people? Have you used apps here? Because that's not even, I, I don't even think they have apps in the Middle East. I, that's maybe a job for me. I've I, never used a dating threatening app. to do one of those. <laughs> to have a, sort of an app over here. You've never used one. I've never used a dating app. Ever. Why? I think, obviously, the obvious one that's been out for ages is Tinder. Yeah. But, and I know there's been yeah, loads that loads have come out since then. There's two reasons why I haven't. Number one, whenever I associated that app, and friends that used it, it seems to be just like working girls on there half the time. So I'm not. I mean, that's another thing. Dubai is full of girls that come here, sort of. And you don't. I I've heard like 
the stories where it's like there's a lot of working girls here. So how do you know the difference? I, I can't even Look, tell, you, frankly. I, think I as, just like as, you know, a lot of us can tell when you're going out and about. Um, and and it can be obvious, you know, they're sitting at the bar by themselves. Okay, you know, we know what that's about. Let's not, we're not interested in that. But what gets me, just sidetracking from the conversation we were just having, it's hard to tell sometimes as a guy. And look, we can come on to men, and I can speak for men in a moment. But sometimes it's not just about being a working girl, which is the obvious. It's a set, There's a big culture in places or cities like this where girls are, especially young girls, they're expecting things. And there will be guys who are older with money who they're not a working girl, but they will basically fund them. It's like having a sponsor, right? Who are funding them monthly, maybe paying their rent for them, maybe giving them a car, maybe doing this, that, and the other, you know, in return for whatever the man wants. I've seen that a lot here, actually. That's it's kind of a thing here. hugely popular here. Yes. Um, Does it exist anywhere anywhere else like and, this? And these, 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 these ladies, by the way, are, are working. They, they no, no, could be I teachers. Know. They could be stewardesses yeah. at the Emirates. But yeah. they're doing this as well. Yes. And they will say they're not a working girl. Well, I'd argue otherwise. Yeah. But... It, that's why it's so difficult for a man because or, or or someone like me how do how they're the hard ones to spot because they are girls that are working in the career you can meet them and you wouldn't necessarily know you wouldn't know that they have a sponsor on the side and maybe but until do you they feel say. like also you know you get jaded living here that you you have so much available to you because of your position here that also you get bored quickly and like, you know, you also, you also have a wandering eye, you know, how do you decide to focus? When, when would you like to see the switch where you go from, you know, now I'm going to settle down? It's all, it's all well and good. Us, like I'm saying as a male saying, you know, the, the ladies or the girls did this and they do that. The same applies to the men and, and, and how we are here. Absolutely. You know, back in the UK, I would say I'd had, you know, I had relationships. I'd never been unfaithful. Or, you know, I'd never even dream of, of that, you know, and I wouldn't ever, you know, I would be grateful for what I had in front of me in terms of a relationship. When you come to Dubai, when you enter this bubble, this incredible bubble that it is, and that has brought me everything and that I, that I could have dreamt of so far in my life, the one aspect that it can really tempt you is when you gain that success. And as you're garnering that success, you're because we've we spoken about this there's temptation and opportunity all around you you know you're you're in a city with 20,000 emirates stewardesses you know you're you've got tourists here left right and center and where the reputation of dubai is you know lamborghinis ferraris wealthy men this that and the other girls are coming for a piece of that and guys know that girls are coming for a piece of that and therefore take advantage of that equally this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It really is sort of that time when a lot of people, especially in these sort of summer months as well, get very unsure about the direction of the life or what path to choose. And it's not uncommon at all to sort of face challenging decisions and the way forward can seem just a little bit unclear. So BetterHelp is here to sort of guide you, whether you're contemplating relationships, careers, navigating any aspect of your life. Therapy can be your 
guiding light and it helps you stay connected to your true desires and sort of empowers you to move forward with confidence and a renewed sense of excitement. So I wanted to take this time to share this sort of new way of doing therapy, as it were, because this kind of therapy, online therapy with BetterHelp, it's an online platform designed to make therapy convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule, which um, if you're busy, like most of us are with children, work, and God knows what, relationships and everything else, it's really hard to make appointments fit in. So to be able to have some therapy that's flexible and suited to your schedule. And it's as simple as filling out a brief questionnaire and you'll be matched with a licensed therapist who aligns with your needs and preferences is just really a dream. And the best part is if you don't like your therapist, you can change your therapist for no additional charge anytime. So let the therapy be your map. Let BetterHelp guide you towards a happier, more fulfilling life. Visit BetterHelp dot com slash divorce not dead today you'll get 10 percent off your first month that's better help h e l p dot com slash divorce not dead remember this show is sponsored by better help because we believe in transformative power of therapy so don't wait start your journey today and start living your best life like i am it's that easy and sometimes just having that third party that isn't connected to you give you the advice is all we need let's get back to the show a dear media original podcast her name is coco for a while it seemed like coco berthman was everywhere there was this girl from germany who had been trafficked in a most horrible way but in early 2022 it all fell apart and people started questioning everything coco had ever said is her name even fucking coco we don't even know that i'm sarah gannam host of believable the coco berthman story a new investigative series from dear media find it wherever you get your podcasts you know, I think I think Dubai does have this sort of false sort of exterior where people come here to reinvent themselves. People come here, I think, when they have sort of ended their sort of relationships or, you know, looking for a new life. And they sort of Dubai is a very easy place to reinvent yourself. Yeah. And the money here is very apparent compared to any other town. And if you if you moved when we all did, there was a lot of opportunity. I mean, the the. Dubai's itself now is getting to a place where, you know, it's harder. But um, I well, there's do... two sides to the city. It's not that yeah. there's the international perception that it's all glamour. No. It, it, it's not. You it's still not. have school teachers, workers, people that are earning normal salaries, just as you would back home. I think the only difference is is the temptation to draw that money out your pocket is greater here than in any other city I've ever witnessed in the world. Everything that comes in, it's so easy for it to go out twice as fast. And this city is made up of expats anyway. So, you know, you are an English boy at heart, as in, I mean, we grew up very close to each Mm. other. So our fundamentals, the way we were brought up, that doesn't change, you know. So, you know, ultimately you will want that lifestyle. You do want that lifestyle, but it's, it's, you know... What does that look like over here? It's very difficult because, as you said, do you want, you don't, I don't know if you could have a complete powerhouse because you don't have much time. On the other hand, somebody that you have to worry about as well, it's, it really is a difficult way. It's like, what kind of job would you be okay with having your girlfriend 
do here because it's like you know you wanted to work it's not about the wage really how much she earns it's just about having something to keep her mind focused i think it's i think it's very important that no matter who you are in what position you are whether you consider yourself as they call it a traditional housewife or or a, a working partner or mother i think it's important for everyone to head towards their dreams and goals whatever they are otherwise what is life for anyone so i don't believe that you know a lady should stay at home or wife should stay at home and i know it's still a job looking after the house and the kids and things like that but in a city like this you don't even need to do that you've got no, your maids and your true. nannies and your drivers so it's even more important i think even for mental health that you do have a distraction and every one of us on this planet have our own passions it's got to be something that you're passionate about that you want to to take up or to spend a certain amount of your time whether it be on a daily or weekly basis practicing and I think that's very important in, in any relationship. And I think both parties have to respect and encourage each other towards doing those things. Going back to what you're saying, for, for me, you know, if I'm honest with you, Caroline, like I I, I grew up, like you said, I'm a, I'm a British boy at heart. I, I grew up single mother and all I've ever wanted is a family. It's It's all I've ever wanted deep down. And I think somewhere along the line in this city, I lost that focus. That was the motivation, but the main motivation behind everything that I've done, especially career-wise, was in order to generate a lifestyle, afford a lifestyle for myself so that I can have a family and give my kids time that I never got. That is that is the honest truth when it comes to me, isn't it? But I think that's normal to sort of lose focus on that when you're building, you know? And I think what we all do in life is saying, I'll have a baby when... I can sit back and, you know, not worry about anything. Yeah. But does that ever happen? Because, you know, the trouble is when you're like yourself. You keep chasing. You keep chasing. Keep when chasing. is when is enough? When are you going to say, you know, you're, you're, you, you run this, these businesses, you're on a racetrack, you're on private jets, you're, you know, what what is enough? When are you going to say, stop? I mean, you're still a lot younger than me. <laughs> but, you know, you're, you're 32 now. I'm 32 in two weeks. 32 in two weeks. So, you know... This is a good age to start. You know, but that's exactly what I've realized. I think the the pandemic, the for all the ups and downs it can cause, of course, people. For me, I think the I see it as a, such a fruitful, beneficial time for me mentally because it allowed me to refocus on what is important to me in my thirties. You know, what what are the goals I want to achieve and. Look, what what I have achieved. Be grateful for what I have got, rather than constantly looking to what I haven't got. And I, I want, you know, I don't want to, I, I've realized I am going to keep chasing this fairy tale that's not, that doesn't just hand itself to you. If I find the right person, I need to, you know, commit myself to that in order to build that life that I always dreamed of as a kid. And that can come in tandem, but that doesn't mean I suddenly drop my career. And I think that's why I always had a fear that oh, suddenly my whole career has to be sidelined. For that and it doesn't not with the right person and not with the right um, structure between each other and what's the right word you can actually build it together I mean yeah. that's another thing I think people forget and they get fearful of like what having a serious partner by your side means that you lose yourself and I think you know the one thing Sergio and I've managed to achieve is sort of you know w working together without losing ourselves and our own identities which is so important and, you know, it is a it is a juggling game. And actually with what you're, you know, suggesting and doing with the fund, which is so interesting, as I said, having 
this podcast and talking to so many women, the one thing that some women don't know what to do or come into new money or haven't been exposed to investing on their own and all of that kind of thing. It is um, a very scary world. And to be able to maybe have someone by your side that you are able to share and teach and show somebody how to grow it themselves as well, I think is that that's what we do. We grow our business together. And actually, you know, as I said, this is a part of the business side. I mean, I know nothing about it. I wish I did. I wish I knew more about investing. I sometimes get sent these things from uh, friends. Well, even, you know, we, we talked last week about it, but I, I've invested in a, a whitening company, a motorbike company, electric motorbikes. I mean, I don't know. I just, I just had a go, right? Yeah, I've yeah. had a punt and whichever one IPOs, I'll be lucky. But I'll, I, I'll I give, wish... I'll give you one that can IPO soon if you want. I know. <laughs> I know, but I ran out of money. I've been doing my house. You got me on the tail end. But, you know, these kind of things are so exciting. And, you know, actually, I wish I'd had someone advising me and understanding all that. And I, I think it should be more open to women. I mean, I don't understand the crypto world. I don't understand the blockchain world. I wish I did. And all of this is more geared to men. And it shouldn't be, you know, which is why I love what you're you're trying no, to do. I hundred percent. I, you know, some of our biggest clients. I think my my personal client base, and I, I don't bring on board new clients personally. We've got a team that does that. Yeah. But my biggest three personal clients that I still manage to this day, all women, all women, aged between forty five and fifty five, who are CEOs and managing directors of multinational companies, and they have been working with me now, all of them between seven and ten years knowledge gives you power. And I think that, you know, as, as we've been saying from the dating perspective and being able to hold your own and to know all these things means that you can always have choice. You can always have freedom to choose. You can always say, I'm going to be with you till, you know, till I don't want to be. And that's the best thing. Cause then you know that when you're choosing that person every day, and you don't have to be with that person. I mean, also for a man who's taken on somebody who maybe maybe is reliant on them. It's a horrible thing breaking up with a woman when you know that she's got nowhere to go. But you know, in this in this in this business scenario that we're talking about, whether I've got these three clients who are who are who are women of multinational mm. companies and the directors, one of them stands out in particular. When I met her, right, she was like stone cold towards me, almost like she. When she meets a man, she's expecting to be, you know, almost whether maybe talked down to, yeah. or yeah, or, or she's feel got something to prove. Like she feels like she's got something to prove, and a lot of a lot of successful women that are like that, it's actually whether they feel that way or not. Men struggle with with women like that. They struggle with strong, powerful with women because they don't know how to respond to that. They're used to being able to dominate a scenario easily, or or create a scenario where where she is submissive to something. Whereas when that doesn't happen, and, and they've said this to me, when that doesn't happen, it freaks them out. It freaks men out uh, a lot of the time because they don't know how to handle a woman with that kind of strength, power, authority over a situation, over a discussion with that much knowledge and opinions. It really is that, by the way. that It's the knowledge that sort of... I, I see it in conversations with men when as soon as you open your mouth and you can you can join the conversation and yeah. not just listen. It throws. It, it, it throws, it throws a lot of men. And I think that's why I won them as as clients, because I didn't I wasn't phased by 
by that. Anything they chucked at me, I just I chucked it back. You know, yeah. if they showed me knowledge and opinions, I would take on board those and then treat them as an equal in this scenario of business and 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 go back. And then as what happened was, their barriers just broke down. I could see it breaking down, meeting by meeting, level level to the point where they're like, "Let's go and have a glass of wine together." You know, I'll bring my husband. Let's all go out for dinner together. Suddenly now I've got them on pers- on a personable level. And I think the same thing applies. But business and relationships are two completely different things, by the way. And I think that, you know, we shouldn't confuse them. But I th- in this scenario, I think the same thing applies in a relationship scenario. When I've met a strong, independent woman, as men, we've got to understand that that is the norm now. There, there are more and more women who are career-driven women who have opinions, have knowledge to the same or more than we, we may have, depending on, on what industry they're in. And we've got to be able to understand that that's a conversation piece. That's a tool to, it's, it's actually a great way to get to know someone because there's no, there's no awkward situations. Both people are confident and able to talk. I think yes. you've just got to harness that to your advantage and not take it as a personal threat. So I think the threat is, is the main thing when it comes to men. And I think, you know, alongside the rest of the world, but here is catching up. You know, I think this was a place where women were more subservient, I suppose, um, culturally, I think culturally, like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like it's changed a lot, you know, in the last seven to 10 years, it really has. And, you know, women are being afforded just as many m- more opportunities here as the men are. And, you know, you, th- there are very, very successful women now in the Middle East and very celebrated women here. So I think that actually having knowledge is far sexier today for people than it was, you know, I think it was deemed as scary before, but now I really do believe that people are getting a little bit more sick of a pretty face and they want substance when you're going to end up with someone, because when you're, you know, if you, if you hit a bump in the road or you're knee deep in shit at one day, you actually do want someone that can, you know, lift you back up together rather than just say, thanks. It's been great. I'm out of here. Especially in the world we live in today, you know, the, there's issues economically, politically, especially in the West, and hence, hence the spotlight on on the Middle East. People need each other more than ever. You can't survive on your own. You know, you need a partner, a family to to be with, to lift you, to help you. You need people with knowledge in various different industries to take you into somewhere, a space that's more successful. Well, I mean, I, I I would totally say that, as I said, knowledge is power. And if you're going to, I've seen many women get divorced or try or not get divorced because they haven't had options or they don't know where to go from there. And being stuck somewhere is the worst. And I think, you know, giving giving the woman the options and being able to have that is something very sexy because, as I said, then you get choices. And it also means that you're never, ever stuck somewhere you don't want to be. And I think that, you know, going forward, it'll really take over. I mean, the trouble is with the pandemic and everything else that happened, I think we got so used to, people got used to working at home, being alone, and we forgot the human interaction. You could be taken out. It was taken out. So dating didn't, if you were single during that time, it was really hard for people because you lost touch completely with um, human contact and kind of got used to being on your own in another w- weird way yeah. or forming unnatural relationships through, you know, the phone, texting, you know, when the digital world, the yeah. digital world ex- ex- exploded or, or, or grew 
10 times the rate it was before that because of COVID. Zoom, computer games. Which now, I think took AI. a lot of took a lot of the empathy out of, you know, dating, the modern world. A lot of like, you know, the connection. Yeah. Because it's really hard now today, I think, to make a connection with anyone. Anyone that you sort of formerly and relationships with today. People it's so easy come, easy go in a way, right? People just sort of move on very, very quickly instead of working at it. And I, you know, everything is work, like nothing is perfect. And I think that that's, you know, from a man's perspective, and I do feel like in a very fast paced world, like maybe you live in, how do you, you know, you, you, you do know that you're going to have to work pretty bloody hard at this. Of course, but I've, I've worked hard my whole life. I'm not afraid of, of the challenge, but it's a challenge that I want. It's just something that I, and I will, I will overcome that. And, it, you know, I will create a, a family that um, I'm happy with ultimately. Happiness is the most important thing with all of this that I think then, like I said, I've refocused that and realized that during the pandemic, when, when you're by yourself and you're, you, you, you know, you. Well, you're, you're sitting in those, a huge house. There's, there's, there's missing all that human contact. Yeah human interaction you realize how important it is and everything we do business everything it's it's not your success it's our success because without everyone else it wouldn't have happened it's as simple as that when it comes to men over here i think the one the big thing here for you know i'm looking outside the, the burj khalifa it's a stunning stunning city but it's it's about finding people here that are like legitimate people people with who Good aren't intentions. fake people that aren't fake and i think you know across through my time in dubai one of the hardest things to to find are genuine people very hard i get i actually that is one thing that i get a lot too because you know i'm quite a very open person and i think you know um dubai does it has a lot of good and a lot of bad and it's once you find your tribe here which is difficult but I think, you know, we've genuinely got a really good group of friends now here. And it's, you know, we found it real takes people. Time to, yes. It takes time to build that, right? It takes yeah. a long, long time to build that. It really and does. It's, you know, and I've, I've had friends here that I've been friends with for, for many, many years. And then you lose them because of, for one reason or another. And it's, it's, it's sad how, how that happens because of people with bad intentions. And I... You know, I try to keep myself very clear of those scenarios that, nowadays. And that's why, like you said, we, you know, you've got a good group of people, a good group of friends, and you just have to stay within that. It's because you never know who's trying to take advantage of you or what someone's agenda is. I mean, we're speaking about this is from a Dubai perspective, but I, it's kind of like this anywhere in the world now. I think people have got a lot more cutthroat. People have got a lot more greedy. People have got a lot more, um, you know, they've got, uh, life is harder than it was. So people have got, you know, would, well, as I would say, run over their grandmother to make a buck today. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you need to be aware of that. And I think that the, the importance of, be it any kind of relationship and that teaching you to share and to have those emotions that doesn't make you cold in a world that is getting colder, with all of these things, it's so important. And Dubai is one city like that, but you know, New York is just as hard and fast, really. I have a lot of friends that struggle over there and it really is, I think it just comes down to, as a man today, is making the decision. And I always say, you know, no man is 
ungettable. No man is never going to not settle down. It's just timing with with a man. Timing and, you know, I guess, well, when he's ready. It's as simple as that. Because sometimes, you know, you'll have a guy that's dated a whole load of gorgeous women and then the next one that comes along is it's just it happens so quickly they say they always say oh you'll know when you're ready and i i don't believe that to be honest i think you i think like using me as an example here i have to you know i want a family okay well in order to achieve that i have to do x y and z and i want to do that properly because i don't want a broken family especially at a young from where you coming from where i had no father yeah you know for my whole life from the age of two i don't I don't want to, I, I don't want to be the father that's not there for my children. So yeah, you know, I need to I need to make the make the required moves to um to 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 get that goal. I mean it is like a job and I think today it's like you just have to be open to looking outside the box of what maybe you thought you were going to look for before because everything has changed and I was saying all the rules to relationships have changed and you know the way we were brought up has changed so you're now looking for somebody that's going to enhance your life and to you know take care of you in a different way and what will work for you now maybe wasn't what society told you should work for you it's all changed hasn't it I think for what I've learned from my experiences in relationships is is communication I think the idea of this whole communication, even if to the point where it's like, look, this is what I want. What do you want? What, what, Super what, uncomfortable what do you want? Conversation. Un- it is uncomfortable, yep. but I've learned the importance of that. And if you can get that out of the way at the beginning, and both of you are grown up and mature enough to, okay, you want this from the relationship. I want this from the relationship. Here are the areas where maybe there's some clashes. Let's compromise, right? And then, I, so these are the things that I've learned. And I know that, these are the conversations I need to have in, in the future and get that out of the way and then be able to, you know, hopefully, obviously there will always be hurdles, but hopefully be able to have a smoother route and a smoother channel to enjoying a, a wholesome relationship like, like you and Sergio have. And, it's, and it comes across, it's you enjoy, so I want to have fun, you know? I want to have all the experiences in the world. I want to enjoy my time. I think that you that you've made a really mature like point there because it's very hard for men, especially young men like yourself in this position like to to have those conversations. Normally women want to have those conversations, men absolutely do not. They don't see why they should be discussing, you know, how finances will work unless they're getting engaged. Why should, you know, but I actually beg to differ. All of those things should be discussed at the beginning. Because it doesn't get easier, it gets harder. And so, like, if you have expectations of how the house will be run, I don't know, stupid things like who's going to fill the fridge, who goes to fill the petrol, I, anything. You know, it's so important that you have these discussions. And I think the one thing that Sergio and I did and that was so successful for us is we had all those discussions. But that was based on me being older and being divorced, right? So I had the balls to say all this stuff. And a lot of young girls who, if you're 32, probably your wife or girlfriend will be in mid-20s, you know, or 30. It's a hard, to, it, it's it's not an easy topic to bring up, to go walk into someone's house, not, not date one, but, you know, as you're going through and say, well, how does my life look? What do, are we going to be sharing a bank account? Am I moving in with you? You know, and without guys, because guys normally run for the hills when that happens that's that's the benefit i think of of a guy like me a guy like me has so many drawbacks because of how we are what we do career-wise but one benefit is that we we learn 
we, we have to learn because our life revolves around well, learning. Well, you work in this business. It is like doing a business deal. So I've learned, you know, you know, that conversation, so many issues in past relationships would have been avoided had I had that conversation at the start. I mean, if there was any anywhere to like sort of stress anything, that is one of the most important things. I really think it is life-changing that having that and being able to have that without freaking out. And, and most men cannot, Omar, to today. Even when they're getting, you know, divorced, they can't have that conversation. And it's so important. And actually, a lawyer said to me that an, a marriage contract or any any sort of relationship should be renegotiated every two to three years, like any contract would Circumstances be. Circumstances change. Circumstances yeah. change. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's, there's, two, there's two areas which, again, from my personal experience, I'm looking at it as where men need to have the balls, right? Is number one is encouraging that conversation early on. And like, like you said, you know, the women want to have that conversation. The men run away from it usually. It's putting that in place early on. But then also having balls in situations where, you know, I could be dating one, one girl for a period of time. And in that time, I've met someone else through friends, just coincidentally out and about, right? And then, you know, you 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 like her. And and then it's it's having the it's having the the balls as a man to make a decision. And that I think when I say make a decision, make a decision between one girl over another, make a decision to get engaged, get married. You you've got to have you've got to There'll always be someone prettier, richer, better looking, yeah. you know. And so and that's like I was saying earlier, in, in Dubai, you, you can always have that as a man. It's very easy to always just Without thinking, it's not. It's not like it's in. It's in your interest. It's in your subconscious somewhere. It's like a like a rope or a little kid in your brain holding you back constantly. And like, what's that? I can do better. I, it's exactly that feeling yeah. that I can always. I could. I could do better. Or there might be something better suited out there for me with all good intentions. But there comes a point where you just have to draw the line, right? Draw the line, make a decision, commit to it, and then have these discussions. And I think I've learned that personally. Well, I've grown the balls to accept that I have to communicate, put terms on the table so everyone knows everything's out in the open, like you said. I think communication is so important. Well, I think that's a great place to leave, leave this podcast. But Omar, you have said what I've been saying to all these women for a long time. And I think, as you said, we need to have those uncomfortable conversations to have a better life. And that's the one thing, as I said, I afforded myself to have with Sergio because I weirdly didn't think it was going to work with Sergio because of the age difference. So when I blurted out everything I wanted in a relationship, I didn't care at the time whether he ran or not. But as it happened, it was the best thing ever because it just changed everything for us because well, we truth, knew what we truth, expected. Truth's out. Yes. You know, yeah. Once it's out, it's much easier once the truth's out because you can never be then held or accountable for something that you didn't say at the beginning when you should have said it. Well, I hope that this is the start of a whole new breed of men who are able to have these conversations and share their feelings with women and have these sort of even contracts, even financial contracts in a way. Because, you know, if you have these at the beginning from down to a, as I, I'm a big person on prenups, all of these things, if you have these conversations and these things in place, then there is no scary to the rest of our lives. 
you know, for, for anybody. And I think it's so important. And I think, you know, if maybe then you would make an easier decision, maybe everybody would have an easier time in a city like this when people have so much to lose as well as gain. Right. And life would be a lot simpler and people would sort of, you know, I feel like marriage has sort of lost its, lost its sort of excitement in a way because people are so scared of it. Will help um, from my perspective. Will keep trying to help and and educate and give knowledge to women on the world of investment and things mm-hmm. that we're experts in, and open the doors for them. And after this podcast, I'll uh, try and uh, do the same way, encourage and enlighten men to communicate and be open from the from from the off. Thank you, Omar. So for anyone that wants to um, follow Omar, he's at OJ Lifestyle on... Omar Jackson DXB. Now oh, we've you know, changed, changed it. it. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Omar Jackson DXB and on Instagram. where else can they find you? Uh, you can find me, Omar Jackson DXB on Instagram. It's my most uh, active social media. I'm also on, on TikTok under, under my same name. Thank you, Omar. Thank you very much. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Divorce Not Dead. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind-the-scene action. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.